the stunning band website in minutes with Banzoogle. Go to Banzoogle.com to start your free 30-day trial and use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to get 15% off the first year of any subscription. Everybody, welcome back to another episode of the Music Biz Weekly Podcast. I'm one of your two co-hosts, Michael Branvold, and as always, Anne, happy birthday. Oh, thank you so much. <laughs> to it's Jay my Gilbert. my birthday, too. Uh, we were born on the same day. Really? That's that's yeah. cool. That's fun. Yeah, she turns 21 today. And Happy what birthday. are you, turning 25? Yeah, a little bit older. A little bit older. <laughs> 30. <laughs> Thank um, and, and, and hey, I do want to make a real quick mention, and not, not to be a downer, but we've got a lot of listeners who have been with us since day one when Brian Thompson was my co-host. And if you've been a longtime listener, you always knew his dog, Coda, um, I think she was maybe a Malumut or a Husky or something like that, yeah. was always lurking around in the backgrounds of videos. Well, unfortunately this week, um, no. yeah, Coda passed away. So, uh, oh, you so know, I, I told Brian, I'm like real sorry. And, you know, she's always going to be part of the Music Biz Weekly podcast because she was just always there, the dog lane in the background. So, <laughs> um, yeah, if you're an old time listener, um, go seek out Brian and give him your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so as always, lots of love and shout outs to our supporters and sponsors. Lots of love to everybody at Hypebot and Bands Thank in you, Town. Bruce. Thank you for everything you do to support and promote the show. And of course, let me get my notes. Here we go. Oh, where'd my notes go? There they go. Uh, Banzoogle brings you this podcast every week from yes. bands to Grammy winners. Banzoogle powers the websites for thousands of musicians around the world. Their simple step-by-step -step system will get you online in minutes. Choose from dozens of mobile-friendly templates, then customize your de design and content in just a few clicks. It's built for musicians by musicians. Banzoogle has all the features you need for your website and EPK. And you know what? I need to update this list because, my God, they've just been adding features and features. But mm -hmm. you've got a merch and download store to sell your own music and merch commission-free. Banzoogle doesn't take commissions. Tour calendar to promote your shows and sell your own tickets commission-free. You've got their own built-in mailing list so you don't have to join a third-party mailing list service and pay them a monthly subscription. Um, integrations with Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud. They've also got um, fan clubs now that mm -hmm. are commission-free. They've got crowdfunding, which is commission-free. And as we just mentioned last week, um, all of the hostbaby.com websites are being migrated over to banzoogle.com yep. now. And uh, I know you said you were... Um, working on a band Zoogle site and yeah. Um, yeah. I'm working with the band of them. I'm working with the band flip side and I'm gonna be getting them set up on on awesome. Zoogle as well. They've been using Wix and it's like now let's get off of Wix. Yeah. It's not it's not band friendly. Let's move Well over. that's what band Zoogle is, right? Yep. It's like you said, it's made by musicians for musicians and it's just for what we do so it's form fit for you. I've got an account with Bandzoogle now that 
I just have so I can go in and build different sites and learn how to do it. And then I can teach other people, you know, the functionality. And I'm really having a lot of fun with some of their templates. Cool. Cool. I'm looking forward to diving in on this. Yeah. Um, Banzoogle plans start at only $8.29 a month, and that includes your hosting and your own free custom domain name. And, you know, if you've done anything shopping around, you know, hosting quite often can be a separate fee. Domain names can cost you 10 bucks a year. Um, head over to Banzoogle.com, start your 30-day free trial, and please be sure to use the promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY, and you'll get 15% off your first year of any level subscription. It's yeah. Banzoogle.com, promo code MUSICBIZWEEKLY to build your website in EPK today. So, Jay, let's um, let's dive in. You take the lead and dive in, okay. because, because I've 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 haven't had a chance to seriously dive in yet. But let's sure. talk about Apple Music for artists and Spotify for artists. And yeah. I don't know whether we necessarily need to do a versus and comparison. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. But let's 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 update people on both of those services. Sure. So as everybody knows, you know, if you've been watching the news, Apple Music for Artists came out of beta. Now, it's been a, around for a while, and, and I've been using it since it started. Um, and Spotify for Artists, you know, that, that's been around a while. So um, I wrote a piece for, for HypeBot. If you want to dig into the, you know, the minutia there, it's, it's there. Um, but there's three different services that are very similar and kind of get confused. So I want to just touch on those really quickly and then we'll talk really high level about what they are. So for Spotify, there's Spotify for artists and then there's Spotify analytics and they're similar, but they have some different data, right? So Spotify for artists, as the name suggests, is for artists. Spotify analytics is really more for a label, right? Or a management company that has, you know, multiple artists that they, uh, are in charge of. So the great thing about Spotify for artists is it's super easy for you to go and claim your page. Then once you do, you go to Spotify for artists and you can change and update your page, which is really great with the kind of the banner image or what they call the avatar image, your artist image. You can change out the photo gallery. You can add your socials. You know, you can, there's so many things, the bio, there's so many things that you can add. They have this thing called an artist pick where, you know, kind of above the fold, there's a square and you can put in a playlist with your, you know, music on it. You can put some other record that you love. You can feature your new single, anything you want. So there's a lot of control for Spotify uh, for artists there, you know, on the Spotify analytics, you don't have a lot of that control. Again, that's really more for labels and managers. Now the comparison on Apple music for artists is it's a lot like Spotify for artists, but there's a little bit of limited kind of customizability. You can, they've made it recently so you can change your artist image, which right. is great, but you can't change the banner. You can't change the bio. You can't change anything else yet, okay? But I think the, the data points are kind of cool with 
Apple Music for Artists because you can take a few of your tracks and just click on the box, and then they'll do a little chart comparing them. So you can kind of see how one's performing over the other, right? All of these services basically have some basic stuff that's the same. Like, you know, you can track your streams. You can see what playlist you're in. You know, you can see the amount of listeners. You know, you can... It's really great stuff. And there was an article last week in Rolling Stone. I've just pulled it up. It's called Music Streaming's Real Value for Most Artists is Data, Not Money. And they talk about Metallica, you know, routing their tour using some of this information. Or, you know, there's certain or there's a lot of different ways you can use this data to build your audience, grow your audience, target your audience, and use your marketing for it. I just want to walk through just a, just a few l- bullet points. L- let, me, let, me, let me jump back sure. real quick. So it, it's, it's very easy, and it's almost a, an identical process in Apple and Spotify to claim your profile. Yeah. Um, you're going to log in, creating your own account, and then you're going to claim, you search for an artist, you say this is the artist, and it's going to come up with a screen that basically asks you, slightly varying between Apple and Spotify, put in your name, maybe put an email address in, maybe yeah. put a phone number in. Prove this is you, it's and, legit. But, but both of them are going to have to do this, and this is where you should be ready with this information. To prove it's you, they want you to connect to one of your social media profiles to show that you have the authority to do that. Right. Either a Facebook page or a Twitter account. I usually do Twitter accounts. All you do is just say Twitter and it's going to ask you to log in. So you got to right. make sure you got your username and password handy. I know a lot of artists just have it set up and have right. never paid attention to what the password is. It just it auto-populates it's, it's or working. whatever. Yeah. yeah, so make sure you've got that information because you're going to need to put it in to claim your profile. You don't have to do all of the connections. You just need one of them. You know, yeah. Once you connect Twitter, it doesn't need Facebook. It doesn't need Instagram, a website, or anything else. It's usually going to have – they both are going to have a drop-down box. And this was an interesting thing because, as you said, they're trying to – they're trying to direct like Spotify for artists more towards artists, but there's a drop down drop down box that says, "What's your role? Right? Are you a manager? Are you a label? Are you a promoter? Are you the artist?" So it's it's kind of funny when when you talk about and you mentioned this about Apple last week in a conversation we had. Yeah, that even Apple Music for artists is being directed more towards artists and not the people working with them. Yet yeah. when you sign up to claim it you can say no problem i'm the manager right. i'm the label i'm so it's it's kind of interesting that they're, it they is. they want it to be one way but they're letting well, anybody and do I think it part of that michael is that and you find this as much as i do there's some artists that want to be involved and want to have their login and control their socials and things like that but there are a lot of artists that want to focus on writing and touring you know, just creating the art or the and they just give this. the login credentials to their manager or somebody at the label or and, somebody and, like and, you and, or and me. a quick mention, keep in mind in both of these, you can have team members. Yeah. So that, yeah. that, that means as, as a manager or a promoter or a marketing person, we could go in there and claim it, but then we can add 
somebody else as a team member. We could add the band members as team members. We could add whoever you want as yeah. a team member and different levels of access, administrators, editors. Um, I think there's view three only. view only. So yeah, there's three, two or three different levels of access, just like on a Facebook page, you can grant different levels of access. You can do the same thing in these accounts as well. So I, I would highly encourage, even if you're as an artist, you'd never use this stuff, get yourself added as a team yeah. member with full administration level. Yeah. Just so you've got access and control to these two portals of data. If, That's right. If a manager leaves, you change labels or whatever, you still have access to go in there. And more importantly, you can remove these people who are no, long, no longer part of your career from having right. access to your data. That's right. And that's key. And you and I talked about this offline earlier. Sometimes your team changes. You want to make sure that, to your point, you can easily, that you're the one that set this up with your Apple ID, for example, and you can go in there and add your team. But if that team changes, you can just easily go in there and click the box and turn it off. Yep. Yep. That, it, that's, it's that's, that simple. That, it's that simple. And, you know, Spotify and Apple do nothing to control who's got access once they've got access they're they've got full run of that until you some, control that yeah until somebody removes them so you know they don't know you got dropped by your record label or your manager was fired or whatever you know they're just going to leave that access for that yeah. person for that's ever right. until somebody changes it so yeah and i would go as far as to say you know, don't have somebody sign up for you. These are really easy signups. You go in with your, you know, username and password. You are the admin, and then you add other people as team members. Yep. I wouldn't recommend that you have somebody else sign up for you and then add you as a team member with limited access. You should take control of this. It's really not as, that difficult. Again, as the artist, <laughs> you should have full administrative level access to this. Yeah. Don't, don't, Give in to somebody who says, well, you know, you could delete something, you'd break something. Just say, listen, I'm not going to use it, but I want full access. It is your account. Yeah. You control who gets access. You can have multiple administrators. Yeah. But you can I have mean, as many I, people as you want. I, I just was working with a client now who literally went through, she's just separating from her last manager. And I went into Spotify for Artists, got myself added saw the manager was still there as an administrator, I removed access. Yeah. I was able Simple. to do that, you know, because, yeah. you know, and I'm not saying these people are going to do anything nefarious with your data, but they don't have any need to see your data. If they're no longer right. involved with your career, they don't need to see your data any longer. That's right. That's right. And what's really great about these platforms is you don't have to be you know, have a degree in statistical analysis. These are graphical user interface, beautiful, you know, at a glance charts and graphs and things that show you, you know, how many listeners you have, how many streams you have, and you can go by song, you can go by album. Um, it's really a lot of fun to go in there and everybody kind of thinks they know who their audience is. And we've talked about this before, you know, there's basically three audiences, right? You've got the audience that you look out from the stage and see, you've got the audience that buys streams and downloads, and then you got the audience kind of on socials, right? And they don't always align. 
And this way, you can really see who your audience is. But then the other thing that I wanted to bring up is that Apple Music and Spotify have a little bit different crowd. There's They have different strengths with different genres and lifestyles. So it's and when you look in there, you may see that, oh, wow, on Apple Music, I'm doing really well in Japan. But then you go to Spotify for Artists, and it's not even in the top five. And I regularly see things like that. And keep in mind that Apple Music has – there's still downloads, even though they're in decline, right? They have videos, which is something that Spotify is not giving you information on. And now they've added Shazam since they've acquired that and mm-hmm. they didn't have that in the beta but they have it in the rollout and that's really interesting to see you know what songs are people shazamming you know what are they and then going to purchase yeah yeah it, the 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 data is like you said it's pretty simple data but this would be a question i would ask you so coming from podcasting for 10 years now and yeah. on multiple different platforms. The one thing I've learned is, and they've all got their own their own analytics they provide you. I can get some analytics from Apple. I can get ap- analytics from Spreaker. YouTube gives you analytics. Facebook gives you analytics. Sure. There is no standard, so to speak, no. in, in how any of these guys say what is the, the definite... I mean, as we clearly know, just from video plays, the difference, Facebook counts a three-second play, three seconds as a play. Yeah. YouTube doesn't. I think YouTube is 30 seconds. It's It's over 30. It's over 30. Um, So, you know, is that, in your digging into it, are you finding sort of some inconsistencies between their data sets that it's like, well, they're counting it this way and they're counting it this way. Yeah, I have. I mean, with, with Spotify, you know, the, the dirty little secret is that when you see on Spotify on their platform that you've got, you know, a thousand streams, that's one second or more. Right. And then you look at your statement and you got 500 streams because they pay on 30 seconds or more more so now you know you have a 50 percent skip rate so you can kind of look at the dead the data and extrapolate things but i'm not certain how apple is counting theirs um i've been told that they don't do it that way that it's not the one second versus the 30 so i can't confirm or or deny that um but you're absolutely right you kind of have to take this data with a grain of salt however they're tracking it right the one thing that i find really useful on the spotify side that i wish apple had is source of stream yeah and it's so it's not really about 30 seconds versus one second but it's this this many people and this percentage is coming from you know uh, spotify curated playlist this is coming from user playlist this is coming from just the artist, people the artist going, profile page the artist profile right yep. and then the there's one for even other for smart speakers and things like that that varies so wildly from a developing artist to an established artist or from genre to it's so incredible to see you know there's some artists that you see that like 80% of their spins are coming from curated playlists well that's kind of scary because once you're dropped from those playlists you're dead in the water but then you see people who have really done a great job of migrating those fans over to either dragging it into their own personal library which they track 
or going straight to the artist page, which you mentioned, that's a little bit healthier because then if you get dropped from the playlist, you've still got that base there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's super interesting. The other thing that Spotify does, which, and again, Apple just came out of beta, so it's, you know, it's to be seen how they handle this, but Spotify sends out regular notifications about playlist ads and then audience milestones like every month it's like hey you've reached 50,000 followers or hey you know you've got this many streams and that's it's kind of cool right the the thing about the the playlist ads though that you have to be careful of is I've noticed this on several occasions I'll get this beautiful email that says hey you've been added to the Spotify playlist well, if you go back and look, it might have been added four weeks ago. Thir- exactly. And, and it's no longer there. And then you, you yep. send that to your manager or whatever, and they're like, what are you talking about? You, you no, sent me I, this? Actually, I actually just had that happen to me like two weeks ago. I got an alert that one of my clients got added to a playlist. Woo-hoo. I'm like, awesome. I'm going to go check out the playlist because from a social media standpoint, I want to share it. Drive traffic. For, first of all, I never share anything like that without first verifying it. And this is exact and, and and this is exactly why. I went to the playlist. I'm like, the artist's song isn't anywhere in this playlist. So was this six weeks ago when it was only up for one week? And, you know, Spotify has their emails set to go out every seven days. Whatever it is, it's like it, it happened in such a way that you actually miss the whole window. Yeah. So be careful of that. And and I do what you do. When you get one of those notifications, I try to stay on top of it with, you know, chart metric and, you know, sound charts and other other tools to make sure I'm I'm aware each week of what I'm being added onto and taken off of, whether it's, you know, DSP curated or user curated. But you you've got to go check it out and, you know, Drive traffic. These, these folks really appreciate it. And I'm not just talking about Spotify or Apple Music. I'm talking about Amazon, Pandora, Deezer. I mean, you go to where the party is, right? If people are supporting you, you support them. And we'll talk about some of these other places you get data in a second. But I wanted to make sure before I forgot that one of the things that Spotify for Artists has that Apple Music for Artists doesn't have yet and Spotify Analytics hasn't ever had yet is like, when someone saves your track to their personal library, they, they let you know that. I mean, you can go in and see how many actual people have listened to it and how many people have added it to their own library. And that shows that engagement, that connection, right? Because we've all heard the stories about dry streams. And if you're not in the first 15 tracks, you know, it's really difficult to get somebody to pay attention after that. Yep. It's super great information uh, to have is source of stream and then those track saves. And and this isn't necessarily um, related to Spotify for artists, but I mentioned to you in passing last week after we got done recording, I just noticed I use smart URL all the time. That's my go-to yeah. shortener for stuff. Yep. Um, and I just noticed they have the ability to set up pre-saves, Spotify pre-saves in there, which is great. But, you know, that's not unique. A lot of people have it. It's interesting that Spotify doesn't have that ability yet, but third parties have that ability. Right. But what was what really made my eyes pop is that's, that the data, you have the ability to 
capture the email addresses of mm-hmm. the people who do the pre-saves. More than just the email, but you basically have to create a stupid, simple little privacy policy page That's on right. your website, which is easy to do. Just go find a generic one on Google and paste it in. Put the URL in there, Spotify, or smart URLs, like, great, awesome. And now when somebody does a pre-save and that box is checked, you're going to get in your data in smart URL all of these people who've pre-saved. So name, country, free user versus premium user, email addresses. Yeah. Think about that. You can sit here and run a, a and and what's I think a lot of people look at pre-saves as something you only do pre the release. And you don't have to. Yeah. Not at all. I mean, I've done this now for two artists post release where you set it up and it's basically just you, all it does is saves your song into the listener's playlist. Automatically. Yeah. Automatically. That's all it's doing. So it can happen at any point in time. Go ask your fans to save it. Just save this in a playlist. Be upfront and just say, you know, it helps a lot for Spotify to recognize how many people are saving our song into playlists. Please Absolutely. go click this link and save it. And yeah. that's all you have to do. Well, and I think there's confusion, right? There's confusion because of that word, you know, pre-save. Yeah. You know, if they had a, a functionality like a that said auto-save Pre-order. or something, yeah. you know, or something like that. I use um, Feature FM and Linkfire quite a bit. I love both of those companies. And they, they have this functionality that you're you're talking about. And it is so important now, even for... Because there's two big things, you know, there's like with Spotify, if you add it to their portal, then it drops into your release radar for anybody who's following you. That's automatic and it's pretty cool, right? But also if you get set up this pre-save to your point before and after, and you get these people that are dropping it into their, their own libraries, well, that it's not gaming the system because it's legit, but it shows Spotify that people are interested and they're adding it to their personal libraries, which is an important factor in their algorithm. And, and, and listen, even if that doesn't have any impact on Spotify doing anything with your song, the greater value is you're gathering all of the data of these fans. If you walked, if, if you ran this campaign for 30 days and you walked out with 200 email addresses of fans who saved your single, that's 200 people you can really target next time. Yeah. Because you know these people are at a higher level. You know, a few months ago we talked about that fan pyramid. Somebody to pre-save, quote, save your song on Spotify because you asked them, they're up there near the top. They're not at that base of your fan pyramid. They're up there at the top. These are the people that are influencing other fans below them so absolutely you know the next time you have a single or anything related to spotify because again you know these people are spotify users you can directly email them yeah that's really valuable email still works right um one other before i get off kind of the comparison thing there were there were two areas that i thought were really interesting i mentioned that with apple music for artists you can compare 
multiple tracks. You can't do that with Spotify for Artists today. But one thing that Spotify for Artists has that I wish Apple Music had is you can compare competitive artists on Spotify for Artists. On Apple Music for Artists, you can only compare your own mm -hmm. uh, controlled repertoire. Um, I wanted to touch really quickly on... We're talking about Spotify for Artists and Apple Music for Artists, and, and that's really great. But you know, if you go to Pandora, you can get some amazing insights through uh, AMP, through their AMP platform. Um, so there are, and you had mentioned earlier, you know, like um, Spotify analytics and and YouTube for artists, and there's so many areas where you can get this data. And yes, you can kind of get lost in the data. I think the key with all of this stuff is really finding a way to make it actionable. You know, not just right. looking at what these. What do you like, do with it? What do you what do? do, you do with Great, it? it looks awesome, but what do I do with it now? Yeah, that's exactly right. That's why I like that article in Rolling Stone, you know, uh, that came out last week because they were showing ways that people actually use the data to decide, well, what what track should we release next? What's our next IGFT, Instant Grat Focus track? Well, I looked at my analytics and people are really gravitating towards this one. You know, if I'm going to invest money into a, a concept video or a series of videos, now I can get some, you know, or, you know, we talked about routing your tour, but it's also knowing where your fans are for each platform. You may, may not know that in a certain you know, country X US that you've got engagement, you got right. fans there. Um, you may want to go over there and, and do some dates, or you may want to do some targeted advertising over there, or you may want to do something in their native language, or you can use this data to grow your base is what I'm saying. You know, what this is also leading me to, to think or wish about is now that we've got all these platforms and, and thank you because Two, three years ago, we didn't. We didn't have all of this. Um, yeah. But you've got YouTube analytics, Facebook analytics. There's Twitter analytics now. There's Spotify. There's Apple Music. There's Pandora. <laughs> the list goes on and on and on. I, I feel like the opportunity is there, and I have no idea the technical restraints or constrictions or whatever, um, for some new startup to build a platform to aggregate it to all. aggregate all of your data into one dashboard so you can Well, I'm glad go you brought that up because that's been a mission of mine uh, for the past 6 months and I've been meeting with companies that do this and maybe we have just another show just on this but I can tell you there are companies more and more that aren't just aggregating things they can get a public API for or meaning that they can get the language to communicate and pull right. data from, right? So, for example, there's a company I've been talking to called Campaign Amp. And what they do is all of these, you know, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Spotify, YouTube, all that stuff. But then they pull in your data, meaning if you have a subscription to Nielsen Connect or BDS for AirPlay or you have your own internal sales um, right. systems, repertoire systems, royalty systems, they'll pull it all together so you have one dashboard. And there's several companies now that are doing this and it's really interesting in the space. I think that's really more for people who are either like us or our managers where they need that data and have the resources to pay for it. I think for a DIY artist, they should look at 
services like Chartmetric, which is fantastic. Um, Soundcharts has a lot of the same information as Chartmetric. They also have radio, um, but aesthetically they're different. So there are a lot of these platforms that you can either get a, a limited free version to kind of try it out, or you can actually pay a monthly fee to get this data. Um, but you're absolutely right, and we should dig into this more later, that there are a few of these companies now that are really going in and trying to round up all of this data and just put it on your computer in one dashboard so you don't need to it, go. It, yeah, because it's really systems. needed. Because I know from my personal experience, data is great, but when you start getting so much data and coming in from multiple platforms, yeah, it quickly can overwhelm you. And Absolutely. when you get overwhelmed, the most common action is do nothing at this point. Yeah. I just, there's too yeah. much data. I can't read it. I can't take yeah. it. It's like, geez, you know, if I, if I was going to log into all this, the, the data platforms for six different plus services, you know, that takes an entire day of, let me go yeah. log into this one and log out. And, you know, the, the other thing that goes along with it, which, you know, we talked about this as well, is even if you logged into your own Spotify or Apple for Music, the the ability to do really quick, simple, self-generated reports sometimes is a challenge. Yeah. You end up going, well, okay, I need to communicate this to my manager. I need to communicate it to the rest of my band members or whoever. So what you end up doing Screen capture this, screen capture that, screen capture that. Okay, right. so now you just spent an hour screen capturing and reviewing the data. Now you're going to spend another hour taking these screen captures and do you reformat them into an, a, a Photoshop file or an email that then you start explaining? PowerPoint. What, it's like, yeah. you know, that's very valuable to have the somebody dissect the takeaway from all of this. Um, but you've got to, got to be able to do it without being a huge time suck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. It, it, you, like you said, you could spend all day doing it, but there are so many great insights. And as we mentioned, there are some places that are aggregating it, you know, for you. And I highly recommend checking those out. Um, one other thing, last thing I'll say on it is that they also will show you, you know, what social posts that you've done that are getting the highest engagement. It sounds pedantic, but let's do more of what's working and less of what's yeah. not, yep. right? And it, it it simplifies that stuff so you don't have to go behind the curtain at um, Facebook, for example, and look and see how your posts are uh, doing. If you get one of these services like Chartmetric that pulls it all together, you can just kind of go down and look for spikes. And what I love about that, especially Chartmetric, is I can mouse over it, a spike, and it'll say, this is the post that happened on that day on Instagram, for example. And then you can kind of check your sales, your streams, your downloads, and see, is what I'm doing resonating past socials yep. so there's a there's a lot to unpack there. yeah you know we we've only talked about this discussed this from a ten thousand foot level you know the the takeaway is first thing go claim your profiles or get added as a team member to your profiles got to do super that. easy google e it it's e super e easy you know and and here's there there's mobile apps for both apple and spotify 
So if all you do is live on your smartphone, you can get in there on your smartphone and see this data and look at it. Of course, it's available on, on the desktop as well. Um, but get in there and at least get access to it. From a Spotify standpoint, even if you don't access the data, get access because that's when you can update your bio, your profile photo, your header photo. So whenever you make a change to all those items on Twitter and Facebook, you should be making the same change on Spotify. Mm -hmm. That that alone to me was one of the greatest things Spotify added was, great, you had all this data, but thank you, you finally actually gave us the ability to edit our own page. Yeah. Because prior I to that, that, it was a pain because you had to go through your distributor to do it. Yeah. Now, hopefully Apple will progress the way Spotify so. did it because remember when Spotify for artists first started a couple years ago it didn't have a lot going for it but right. they kept right. they've definitely evolved they've kept evolving and adding to it so yeah you know fingers big time crossed for Apple uh, you know we've we've and they just came out of beta right we, we've it's... we've we've the thing I want to say you know we've followed the Apple ping bug the Apple connect, connect. bug whatever it was which was both promised to be the greatest thing for artists. Let's hope this actually comes through and yeah. does become something that yeah. artists can actually use and will continue to get development by Apple. Right. But just go sign up. Go just sign go up. Just go do it. Get your profiles now. Just look at it because you'll just kind of go, well, that's pretty interesting. Here's my most popular songs that are being played right now. Especially if you've I have got a prediction. I bet that you'll get in there and you'll find that there's something that you thought you knew that will surprise you about yep. either the performance of your music or where people like it where or the, the source of stream. Listening. Yep. I think you'll learn something. Yep. Yep. So there you go. Apple Music for artists, Spotify for artists. Go check them out. You got questions or comments on using them? We'd love to hear from you. Head over. Do us a favor. Head over to iTunes. Leave us a review and rating. And you know what? Since we're talking Spotify as well, head over to Spotify. Music Biz Weekly Podcast is on Spotify. Follow the podcast on Spotify. We'd love to Thank have you. our follower counts go up. And um, that's it. We'll be back next week. I think we've got a guest next week. I think we do. All right. Music Biz Weekly Podcast. We'll see you in a week.